What? What? Yeah! Brothers, 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 brothers. Oh, yeah! It's me, Austin! Awesome! It doesn't matter what you think! I lie! Oh, you didn't know? And I spit in the face of people who don't want to be cool. See? I just didn't stand! You just made the list! Bam! Welcome, welcome, welcome back into WWEGL on Weagle 91.1 FM. This is a special Weagle Day edition. Last minute, I wrangled some of the boys into the studio. We are joined by my co-host, the one, the only, Killer Cooper Prater. Mention it, Logan. The undisputed WWEGL champion. There you go. You only bring one of the belts? No, I brought one. Okay, okay, you were lifting, you were lifting. And then our special guest, who might as well be a host at this point for the rest of the semester, Astonishing Alex Houston. Lovely to be here, Logan. Yesterday was a historic day in wrestling history in a more somber sense. Today, a historic day in wrestling history in a different kind of way. Excited to discuss both of those. Oh, did you not tell me about the other one? So yesterday was the tragic passing of Rick Rude and China. Both happened on mm. April 20th at, at different um, times, of course. But still, that, that, was, but that was obviously a more somber historic day whereas today is the last i guess i don't, I don't want to ruin the moment if you if you had a well had a planned thing we we can we can go ahead and say it um alex you found this out he was like i was like he's like you want to do an impromptu wwegl because originally we had some different things scheduled at the time but <laughs> they uh got canceled and we needed an hour and i said i can talk wrestling at 8 a.m <laughs> yeah. absolutely especially after i didn't leave here till i left at 1 a.m Came back, I left my charger. Finally got back watching Backlash while all this is happening. Oh, well, there's a spoiler. Didn't say what year, though. Um, and I did not go to sleep till 2.30. And I woke up at 7.30. I was like, oh, I quickly got a shower. Just ran out here. Oh, man. It's I mean, tough. It's I tough. I not day. envy that. Yeah. No, I mean, no, hey, no. man, it's part, it's part of the fun. People are like, you're not going to listen to my show? I'm like, dude. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. Um, but, yeah, we are talking ba- WWF Backlash. 2002, the last pay-per-view under the WWF banner. And I'm kind of, I'm actually not glad I watched this, but I guess I kind of am. Because the other day, I think I was scrolling through, like, who won the Undisputed, like, championship. Again, like, I wasn't alive during that. Um, And it is, I am completely bewildered that Hulk Hogan ever had a run in 2002, looking like an old dinosaur his hot dog skin. With the hot dog skin. The really bad, like, black beard, yeah, you know. Right. Like his hair looks like a wet noodle. <laughs> um, with Run with the Undisputed Championship. And I was like, that's crazy. And I'm like, I remember what happens, like, after this. Because, like, um, we'll talk about it later. But let's go ahead and get into it, Alex. If, if, I, if I may, Logan, for a yes. moment. Only on, on the subject that you just brought up about Hogan and whatnot. It's interesting because... A lot of people, and this is myself included, like to retroactively talk about a booking decision made, especially in the 90s, because the flaws of the Attitude Era and of the WCW era aside, that was probably the biggest time where the company listened to the fans the most. And these are both, because people love to point out the cattle prod death of Goldberg streak, 
But if you watch that match, the reaction to it is crazy. People they loved, like, we, we watched the Wolfpack promos, and the Wolfpack was stupid. Like, let's be real. Kevin Nash saying for shizzle and whatnot was one of the oh, dumbest things on the planet. No, 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 no. Wolfpack was cool, man. Wolfpack I mean, was cool. Okay, okay. It, it, like, with the red face paint? Yeah. No. But, but the, the, point, the point is, whether you look at those promos now and go, that's a little dumb or not, people love, I mean, they were rabid for the Wolfpack. They were, and, and the thing is, they were rabid for Hogan, too, regardless of it's kind of ridiculous that they gave a man this old a title run in twenty in two thousand and two, people were obsessed with him. You watch this match back; people are decked out in the red and yellow from head to toe all throughout the arena. Now, obviously, I think we can say even retroactively they made the right decision of then taking the belt off him shortly thereafter. But for a time, I mean, yeah. he was he was the hottest dude on the roster. He was he was literally which is crazy. A month after Mania, after yeah. Literally, what Triple H was what. 20 days into the rain yeah. after Something all that, like that. storyline and Hogan got one reaction in Canada and he's already got the belt again. Well, I mean no, but like he had reactions everywhere. Let's talk about the after WrestleMania um ovation that they've yeah, since cut I'm out of the network cuz it was like 10 minutes. I'm saying like maybe give it a little bit more time before if he if it keeps it up instead of just immediately, I don't know. That's just WWF at that time. The belt got tossed around for like I think there was a new champion every single month for the next like Month, like almost next, because we'll get to that later on. I'll also, get to like let's end. let's not act like Hogan probably didn't have it like stipulated in his contract. I do, oh, I, yeah. do have, I do, I do have one a, title run I, as quick as you can. I do have a funny quote about what Hogan said about that. But maybe we'll wait wait well, till we get is, to the match. I think itself. I wouldn't have minded as much if it was heel Hogan. That, well, yeah, that that's true. The problem is then again, you know, they wanted him they to be ran heel Hogan. Face Triple H, which is in 2002, which is yeah, a very like, short. Mania, you can't. Run heel Hogan like ever? Oh well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. They tried. I know man. they can't, but I'm just like, I just don't want to see this face Hogan in any sort. Of, he's also still using the Voodoo Child theme. Hey, the Voodoo Child theme's cool, so man. I mean, Who cares? It wasn't, it wasn't the, the Voodoo Child. One, it wasn't. The, it was a WWF like the Peacock one. Oh, well, you know, because they've like, cut it to that yeah. generic guitar <laughs> solo. Yeah. Uh, the the Voodoo Child one uh, was actually I th- I think a, a really good fit for for him though in the later part of his career more so than than Real American. I would agree with that hundred yeah. percent. And then he did Mister America. Uh, I don't know who. Uh, oh, you don't referring know. To. You don't know nothing about this. Uh, no, it, I know about. Mr. They're America, two different I, people. Yeah, yeah. What does Hulk Hogan have to do with that? I don't know. He's, he's yeah, I guess not. Look, Hulk Hogan's not the only guy with a handlebar mustache, man. Come on, like. Right. <laughs> it's not, it's, it's not, there's more than one man out the, there with a handlebar hey, mustache. The polygraph uh, text it. Uh, yeah, proved it did. That he wasn't. Oh my That's, god, yeah. I love wrestling. Right. What a time. Well, I think we're gonna go ahead and get into this match card. First off, we had a great opener. You know what it is? <laughs> yes, hey, I'm looking at the card right now. Bad. It wasn't. I watched that match. Yeah. It was fine. I need, I'm going to watch this pay-per-view after this show. I just didn't have the time. I watched but. majority of the matches. I got, like, om- the only ones I didn't watch were I got m- most of the way through Eddie and Van Dam. Um, but by the time I woke up, there was 20 minutes left. I'm like, well, I have to watch Hogan H. Okay. So I skipped the rest of Eddie Van Dam. St- um, Austin Taker, sadly, and then I don't. What is the tag match? Billy and Chuck versus Maven and who? Al Snow. <laughs> you, you don't. I mean, <laughs> Al, Al Snow is awesome. That was the pre-made event. Yeah. I love Al Snow. But so we, that. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just gonna say, like, this is not not to not to. We hammered this home on Wednesday. I don't remember what sh- we were talking about. What what company we were talking about? Where there's always like one thing that they got wrong. We talked about it on Wednesday. Yeah, yes. Yeah. So this is where WWF now E at the time was because like. 
most of these matches seem pretty cool. And then you look at what the tag team division was, and because this was when they they were getting near to splitting up the Dudleys for no reason. And like, why is Billy and Chuck versus Maven and Al Snow your top tag team match the month after WrestleMania? You've got the Hardys in a singles match for like. Well, they were obsessed. Matt with, was injured. I mean, okay, yeah, what it doesn't matter. They were <laughs> obsessed with Carolina. splitting up all their tag teams for no reason in like 2000. And I don't really understand it. And yeah, anyway, this Tra- card's kind of hilarious. Trying to make like infamously like hate tag teams. Like he thinks that they're like a waste of time. Or, or no, I think it, it was like even uh, a weirder reason than that it's like because you have to like. Pay two people for yeah something like oh, that. That sounds like, right. Just the most like uh, you know like monopoly man like, <laughs> <laughs> sort of money grubbing reason to not like something. Yeah, for sure. Vince, man, he's always hated tag. I swear. But we have our first match for the cruiserweight championship, the WWF cruiserweight championship. I might add before the Panda got him. The Feds, the Feds last draw. Billy Kidman. Versus Tajiri with Tori Wilson, and the whole time we watch this match, it's just Jerry Lawler being mad that Tori Wilson is covered up. It's the most insipid commentary yes. I've heard maybe in my entire life. I don't know the. I'm I'm so I'm so angry at at you, Alex. Okay, for making me watch this, this. pay per view <laughs> because this, this continues the entire time. Jerry it's, Lawler is a garbage commentator i don't care how funny some people think he might have been he should never be allowed on a microphone i think his voice is annoying i hate <laughs> <him>. yeah. <laughs> Just, yeah. um yeah it, it gets even worse during the um the, Trish Stratus. the women's match yeah yeah, yeah it's when he's horrible. just talking about uh what's her name the other jazz jazz yeah. yeah oh my gosh this was this was the dark timeline for the wwf um, slash E, because then, again, they reverted back to bikini contests as the main event of women's wrestling, like, two years later. So, I mean, let's not forget the whole Tori Wilson and Don Marie with, like, Don Marie's dad or some... Or, or no, Tori Wilson's Tori dad. Wilson's dad. Craziness. And then the Tori Wilson and Sable stuff. Not great. And then the, not great. You know, whatever. We're get past that. The match... Was the match was good, though? pretty good. I mean, it was, yeah. It was great. Yeah. It was it's Tajiri and Billy Kidman. It's kind of got to yeah. be, right? Yeah. Um, they... We're still using uh, Kidman's WCW theme at the time, yeah. and not the the cool uh, hip hop one that oh. they would uh, switch to later on. Kidman, um, and uh, yeah, Tajiri um, has always been like one of my like sleeper favorites. Yeah, like, Tajiri's uh, awesome, bro. Yeah, the the tarantula. Come on now, yes. that that's the best move. It should they should like let him break the rope count just for that one. Yeah, and he was targeting kids' head, and then I love the finish of. Kidman has him up for a power bomb. Jerry Red missed him in the face and just like scoops, gets the what would you call that pin? Like a it's almost like a plancha. Sort of. I mean, he was already on top of him. Yeah. So though. yeah. So yeah, he just like sat sat hard on, him, on him. Yeah. <laughs> and he wins the cruiserweight title in the second match. I wish Noah was here. Noah, I think, is out of action currently. Hopefully, he'll be back by tonight for GCW. But we have. We know what we're gonna go to an ad break, so we have time to talk about this match. But we'll be back after these brief messages. And we're back in the studio. This is WWE EGL on Weagle ninety one point one. We are celebrating Weagle City's second birthday, Weagle Day, and we are throwing it back twenty one years ago. Or yeah, twenty one years ago. Exactly. On this day. Oh my lord. The WWF see clearly. had there. Yeah, he he was there and he did not have that theme on um, Mr. Edge. We getting back to our second match. It was Scott Hall versus Bradshaw. A again, this is like this pay per view is like WWE 
WWF Bizarro World or WWE, whatever you want to call it. Um, it's like a very weird transitional time for the brand as evident when they changed to the E um, for other reasons. But you have a pre-JBL Bradshaw but a post-APA Bradshaw feuding with NWO who just lost Hogan because Hogan can't be a heel. So it's I think that's when it was Nash, Hall, and X-Pac. And I think they grabbed the big show and eventually Shawn Michaels. Yeah, Shawn will come in yep, later. The big, later. the big show joined the next night on Raw after this pay-per-view. And then Shawn Michaels came in when Scott Hall left because Scott Hall's tenure with the WWE th- or F then E ended within a month after this match because yeah. there's a certain plane ride from a certain place down below that uh, was not very enjoyable for many parties involved. Yep. Well, this was a, I mean, interfe- it, it is, it's kind of like, it's perfect encapsulates like the interference f- um, filled match. You have Xbox coming out with Kane's mask on, by the way. Oh, that's good. Because that's when Kane was injured. Yeah. Um, and uh, right before Bradshaw and Farouk talk, and they're like, "I miss you, buddy. I've been watching you on SmackDown and stuff like that." Uh, yeah, I didn't. I didn't watch the match, but I did watch that. Uh, second, yeah. that promo between the two of them. And I was like, "Oh, okay. Yeah, that's that's, nice. that's cool. They're, they're still buddies." They start the match. I mean, Scott Hall's immediately getting involved behind the ref. Like the ref's not seeing anything. Rod Simmons runs down, or Farouk, and then the rest of the match goes on. I think at one point. Um, Mr. Bradshaw hits a close Ryan from down there um, and goes for the pin. Xbox puts Hall's foot on the ropes and then Farouk chases Xbox around while the ref's distracted. Lobo by Scott Hall. Roll up. One, two, three. And that's how the match ended. Awesome. <laughs> Man, why, why can't we go back to the attitude era? I hear all <laughs> well, this is like the ruthless aggression. This is like yeah, the, like just the start of, of ruthless aggression and just yeah. the end of attitude. Um, Again, it is a transitional period. Right. Then we have the third match for the WWF Women's Championship: Jazz versus um, Trish Stratus, with a little bit of help from Molly Holly. They show that Trish beat Molly Holly on Raw for the opportunity, but Molly Holly tried to cheat, and then Trish just like, oh, if you want to cheat, then I'll just cheat you. Molly Holly came out before the match and said, "You're a cheater," and uh, other stuff that we can't say on air. Um, and I don't think I don't, well, I don't, she alluded I don't her. Yeah, she she like taunts her and and makes fun of her for like I think like bad reasons. Yes, uh, but I was also right to censor time. I think too. Molly Holly wasn't in right to censor. She not? No, uh, you're thinking of uh, what's her name? Ivory. Oh yes. yeah, it's true. Yeah, Ivory. Yes, it's true. Um, My WWE encyclopedia taught me all about right to censor. Thank <laughs> you very much. Um, yeah, Molly, Molly Holly was uh, I think just like. I don't even know what mean. specifically her character was, other than just like being mean to Trish for no reason. Awesome. She's <laughs> being Molly, and she was being Holly, and then she attacks Trish for the match, throws her into steps. Um, Trish f- fights her off, and then Jazz comes down. Or did Jazz? I don't even remember. So Molly came out before Jazz. Yes, did. before Jazz, and attacked Trish. Yeah. Um, which. I, look, I, if if you're gonna get into you know nitpicks, like in my opinion, you know, the the champion needs to you know yes. enter <laughs> promptly after the challenger. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. This was 
Also, did Jazz just like not have a storyline going on? I guess not. As the women's champion, like right, because the she is the least important part of the match. Exactly. Like that's all the the Trish Molly stuff surrounding it is what's like fueling it, which is a shame because the the spots that that I saw from her, like Jazz is incredible. Oh no, this match was actually pretty good. Yeah. For, after I mean, it started off like hot without the gate because there was already the attack. And it stayed pretty hot for most of it until the end. It slowed down a little bit, but then, of course, Jazz locks in the John Cena STF right. and gets the tap-out victory by Trish. And Trish, of course, looking strong in defeat because we have to keep Trish strong. She cannot lose clean ever, I guess. But um, And then we get in the fourth match, the one I actually was interested in watching. I've never seen this match. It was Brock Lesnar's first match ever on WWE pay-per-view. Paul Heyman. Also, Paul Heyman, they made him look like a uh, – I can't say that on air. <laughs> made him look very <laughs> weird with Lita before this segment because okay. he was, like, in her locker room and going through her stuff, and I will leave it at that. you got to wonder if that was Paul Heyman being a character or not. Well, they, Jokes like – and, they, and they put, like, creepy yeah. music behind it too. So it made Paul Heyman just seem like a uh, – uh, uh. Anyway – but it, they had the match, and, and it was uh, it was interesting. I got to see a lot of Jeff Hardy stuff. Jeff Hardy hit the swanton on Brock. He hit like a whisper in the wind, um, twisted fate into a swanton, and Brock kicked out. And then Brock annihilated. I also, I also think Brock – did Brock get hit with a chair? This bit? No, 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 no. That was like on the Raw leading up to it, I think. Yeah, where, where the Hardys were just beaming the sun with a chair. You would have thought they were some receipts, man. It was yeah. crazy. Well, I think Brock hit CF5. And then, and then Paul goes, Brock, don't cover him, don't cover, him. hurt him, yeah. hurt him. And then Brock proceeds to just power bomb and power bomb, but it's not like a, a rapid, but it's like over time. Yeah. And the ref stops it. It's the, the Jeff- Wardlow before Wardlow. Yeah, Wardlow's world party time. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. But uh, it was it was a cool match. I mean, again, Brock Lesnar versus Jeff Hardy is a is a cool, especially. Jeff Hardy before, you know, all the injuries and other stuff that happened to him. And, I mean, yeah. you, you can just see where they envisioned Brock's career going because, I, mean, <laughs> I mean, the Hardys were pretty over, and they're like, okay, also, time to get buried. I want to mention two things. One, well, three. One, Brock is Trout's, uh, or, I mean, his, uh, what, what am I looking for here? Trunks. 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 That's what I'm looking for. Trouts. Trout. <laughs> Trout. He's trying to say trousers, it's and he's early. like, mm, Trouts. that he brings to the ring with him, you know. Oh, well, my gosh. he had, yes. like, the tailbone um, trunks where it's, like, it's literally like a black, and on the back of it, it's, like, just a tailbone or something like that on the back of it. You got to look it up. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then he also did not come out the next big thing. This is before next big thing. Oh, Brock. that's weird. Yeah. This is very weird. And then the, the backlash stage, I think we can all talk about, or you can at least. You saw it. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is pretty cool. Yeah, back when they did custom when they stages care. for every show, where they um, had like the claws and they were moving back and forth with yeah. smoke. You know, it looks like you know, um, in those like old timey like uh, adventure movies, like those like pulpy like serials. With like, like the stuff that like Indiana Jones is based off of, where it's like this yeah. adventure goes into this temple with all the booby traps and all that. Like it looks like one of those where like yes. right over the entranceway, like a wrestler has to strategically dodge like these metal <laughs> blades coming at them. Like it was, it's a, it's a really cool set. What are you, what are you showing? Uh, there, I found the tailbone 
Which you, which yeah, I don't know what else oh, you would call okay. that. Uh, I mean, it's it's like an inverted Valvinus uh, trunks. Yeah, it's just yeah. like a like a white stripe. Like yeah, I was like, yeah. why is it? Well, I was looking I'm like, why does Brock have a white stripe? And then I saw it, and I was like, oh, it's like a Brock was gen- Brock was generic WWE 2K12 wrestler um, <laughs> for like a year. <laughs> I know. Um, uh, at some point, he got like on the on the back of his trunks, basically like a copy of his back tattoo. Yeah, yes. like uh, printed on it. And I thought like that that is like in my mind what this era of Brock, Brock is attire. Yeah. Looks that was like. probably what his attire started looking like by King of the Ring, because that was also when they started figuring out what they really wanted to do. Oh, you're probably right. Because yeah. then they're like, okay, Brock, you're gonna. Because then they're like, you're gonna beat Steve, and Steve's like, I'm gonna leave for seven months, and all that nonsense happens. I will say though, I really like. Um, any chance that WWE made custom stages just because this is going to sound a little stupid, but I feel like since they stopped doing that, it felt like they didn't care, and that made me care less about the pay-per-views. Because no, that's I, right. If they, if they don't care, why should I care? Like, Armageddon was sometimes a very dumb pay-per-view, but dang it, those stages were crazy. And that... You had, you had are always awesome. You had Undertaker throwing Mr. Kennedy off the top and nonsense. Man, it was awesome. But like, instead, it's just like now it's just like gigantic LED screen, yeah, gigantic yeah. LED screen with lights. They just switch out the graphic. Oh, for, is this it for everything? Yes. Oh, this that's, is cool. That's the one. Yep. See, like, I mean, it's it's not it's not much, but like, it's like yeah, it's, it's so then, cool, man. And then they would move they around, around, like up on the top of it. Wait, they moved? What the? Yeah, okay, this they, is awesome. It, that's why I was cool. Um, man, what the? We get to our angry. next match and the best match that I watched in the card. And again, I didn't watch. Undertaker Austin, and I didn't finish Van Damme Eddie. That was pretty good, too. But it well, was. I, I, yeah, I didn't, I didn't watch uh, this Edge one, so and Kurt Angle. Um, Edge had already beaten Kurt Angle, I think. I pinned him. But then and the Kurt Angle was like, it was funny because he's like, should I beat? He's like, you don't deserve to be in the ring. They did the whole shtick. Um, both these men coming off wins at Mania Kurt against Kane and Edge against Booker T. Um, I, this is also a storyline where the I'm with stupid. Pictures uh, come in. Right. I thought it might have been. Who did Kurt fight for the hair versus hair match? Uh, you were asking the wrong guy. I, I that was know. that was Edge because the yeah. rib was that they told Edge that he was going to lose the hair up until like a week beforehand, and they're like, "All right, we're just kidding." Because it was obviously Kurt. Because Vince was like, "Kurt, you're going bald, oh, brother." Yeah. Okay. See, that's so. I for a second I thought, "Oh, this is going to be the hair versus hair match." It was not. Sadly, but still a great match. Uh, this is obviously early Kurt Angle. Or not too early, but you know, I don't think he had won the WWF title at this point. Um, Didn't he win it in like two thousand? Yeah, because he won no two thousand one because that was yeah. part of the um because oh, yeah. uh, he was like Asian. the red hot babyface of the yeah. invasion era because every other babyface. Well, was it's very not weird that they don't mention that on commentary, but uh, they're like he's like intercontinental champion, multi king of the ring, and I'm like. I'm guessing. Let me let yeah, me look I mean, into if you're this real list quick. His accomplishments, then it's weird to leave it out. But like on the other hand, this era of uh, WWE programming was like so loose with continuity. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, let but me let me look into this and see exactly what I can find. They so had, they had a very back and forth flat, um, match. Edge ended up kicking out of the um, of the angle slam the first time. He gets he gets him in the ankle lock. Um, does not get the great vine. He almost gets the rope. He pulls him back. Does a little, you know, like the leg, the kick Kurt over, you know? Kind of, I don't know what that roll is. You know how to get out of an ankle lock where... Oh, right. Where, like, he ducks under. Yes. And, okay, yeah. Um, ref bump, or Kurt, like, gra- he gets frustrated and, like, grabs a chair. And this is one of the greatest, like, difficult Kurt Angle moments. The ref's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And he, like, goes to hit the ref, and the ref moves out of the way. And he goes to hit Edge. 
Edge dodges, hits the chair on the rope, and bounces it back into his face. Oh, yeah, he did the Kyle O'Reilly. Yep, and then edging him with, I don't even know what move it was. He just grabs him by the shoulders and basically did like a, almost like a, like a, what is that move called? I no, Most people don't use it. It's a, like okay, he so he grabs him and slams him back down. Yeah, on his on his back, and he like like sits in the air. It's like oh yeah, it's one of Edge's like signature yeah. moves. I think it's 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 at the execution. Maybe execution. Execution. Pit- education. He has like a ton of them with like puns edge. with yeah. Edge. Yeah. He he gets two count, um, and then he sets Kurt up for the spear. Um, Kurt in the corner. This is also the great era where like no one had like phone so like everything like they take a snapshot it's like you see the the uh, yes flash yeah yeah and it's so sick um and kurt right when he's going to the edge just boots him in the face like doesn't like do a big boot but just like kicks him grabs him angle slam one two three and that's the end of the match it was a very very fun match i enjoyed it a lot um because i love kurt angle in this era and edge is also great and oh. uh, if I may, this is also why it's Edgeomatic. The what? That's the worst one out of all it's of his. What Wikipedia is telling me? Oh Lord, have mercy! This is why a lot of people li- loved the WWE slash F at this time. Crazy storylines aside, the mid card was crazy. Like obviously, this is leading into the SmackDown Six, which is I think later this year. Is yeah, that like that I that that so. group of people, just including Edge, who just crushed it on SmackDown? Man, it's it good times. Yeah. And we're going to get into more of that crazy mid-card for getting into the crappy main event right after these brief messages. Welcome back. We're going to go ahead and get into more of this card. You Speaking of the great undercard, we had a Rob Van Dam versus Eddie Guerrero match on this card for the IC title. Awesome. And this is when Van Dam was getting really hot. Um, I did not watch this match. I'm just going to read the Wikipedia. I'm, I watched half of it. It's, and in the half of it I saw, it was obviously great. It's pretty great the whole way through. Yeah. yeah. Um, also, uh, speaking of people not having the the themes that we most recognize them with, uh, Eddie Guerrero's uh, uh, theme was not the the classic uh, lie cheat steal. What was it? I thought it, it was like this sort of like the best way I can describe it is like a Rico Suave <laughs> sort of <laughs> knockoff. Like they, well, it starts with good. this this dude uh, like in the, this very high pitched voice. Uh, I don't know if it, it's Eddie recording or, or not, uh, just saying Latino Heat. Uh, oh, yeah, Latino yeah. Heat. Right. Latino um, And, yeah, it has this kind of, like, okay, I remember sort of that mid-90s theme. sort of, like, dance beat behind it, yeah. yeah. Um, and the Rob Van Dan came out to, what am I guy? Or I don't know if he did or maybe dubbed in. Uh, did he have one at the time? Is, one uh, of the, oh. the thing is, like, it's Peacock, so, like, you, don't, like, you I'm, never know what the truth is. Unless you're paying attention, right. which I was not at 1.30 in the morning, unless it was just like, I don't recognize this theme. Um, but uh, they did very much a back-and-forth match, and Guerrero um, um, went for attempted to attack Van Dam with the belt. Um, Van Dam kicked out, or he kicked Guerrero, and he knocked the referee down. And then Guerrero poured a netbreaker on the belt and pinned Van Dam after a frog splash to claim the IC title. This was Eddie really finding his groove because obviously next year, I believe, is the Brock versus Eddie feud, which is, you know, just captivating everybody on SmackDown. Yeah, which is crazy because it's still... Did Eddie... Can we confirm or not? I'm sure we confirm he did steroids. Oh, yeah. Because he was, this is still tiny Eddie. Because he was giant in 2003. This is the tiny Eddie. Like, like, say when he had, like, the mullet. I mean, like, he's, he's, like, uh, 
defined. Like, yes. You can see, like, his abs and everything, but, like, he's not just so wide as he would become Is this on. after he got released? Yeah, so they mentioned that um, th- this was his, like, big return. Um, oh, because that was when he wrestled both Punk and Mysterio on in the indies, and it was yep. a maskless Mysterio, too. Yeah, yeah, it was real weird. Um, Crazy time. Uh, but, like, yeah, they released him for, like, just a – just a year, I think, and then Something brought him like back. Yeah. Yep, exactly. They re- they cut him in, let's see, 2001, because he was arrested for drunk driving and released three days later. He then wrestled on the independent circuit, went to New Japan for a moment, and then came back on the April 1st, tw- 2002 episode of Raw, attacking Rob Van Dam and then feuding with him before taking the title at Backlash. And then he moved with Benoit to the SmackDown brand. Let's see. Uh, after he lost the title to who? Hmm. It's d- difficult to see. But we'll anyway. figure that out later. But I also forgot to mention we missed earlier a VKM promo segment oh with God. Mr. Arn Anderson and Ric Flair. This is also the same time when, let me turn down my mic a little bit, when Vince McMahon put a lethal dose of poison. Greatest into promo in history. WF. My creation. I gotta kill my creation. So great. I, I feel bad that there's no video to go along with it. Yeah, and he's like, like he got so into if it. I get too into it, like my voice dies. Like I, I get <laughs> yeah. like about to throw up. I don't know how he does it. He's like he turns into a gremlin. <laughs> I mean, no, especially like at the end, he's, he's like the N W O. Like his head just like tilts off w- to the side, like some random. Oh. One could say one could say it's a Bubba Ray Dudley like trance, but I'm not going to get into the specifics. He's talking to himself the whole promo. Hey man, but um, Vince is him for that, that reason alone. That's when he was feuding with Flair because Flair was the owner, and, he, and Flair took over on. He had SmackDown, and he was not happy about that. And also, um, that's why he brought the NWO back to just mess with Flair. And then he's like, "Well, Flair, you see, it's kind of it's kind of hard being the owner." He's like, maybe you could, you know, take my invite because that's, you know, Flair's riffing the Austin Taker match. Um, he's like, maybe you take my advice. He, and Flair's like, I will never be like you. And he's like, well, why not? Right. <laughs> and then he's like, and then that's how it ended. Now the Flair's debut is so that's such a hilarious oh, promo. He's like the consortium because they they kept using that dang word consortium for like a month. And the consortium was me. <laughs> And now you and I are limousine riding, jet flying, Man. all that nonsense. And then, and then he he does the strut around the ring, and it bounces the rings. So then it cuts to angle and Vince, and they're just like, as they're just bouncing up and down because the ring is just <laughs> clearly just moving because Flair's strutting around. It's so funny. Anyway, um, we get <gasps> into the first main event. Well, no, because if that's the case, and that means Billy and Chuck and Maven and Al Snow is the main event, and I don't count that. So there's only one main event on this card. Um, we have Rick, um, wait, wait, wait. Okay, so it's, it's for Judgment Day. Ric Flair, special guest, Undertaker, it's uncold. Taker comes out to keep rolling, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of his 700 uh, themes that he had during were all great. Incarna- incarnation of his except, character. Except for the Kid Rock one. Yeah, yeah let's true. be clear. We Which he Kid came Rock. out to on Raw 30, so. Yeah, right, like. Look, of all the ones. With with this this particular era of Undertaker, Whenever he like comes back and makes like a, a big show of it, like he he likes to do now, uh, it should always be Limp Biscuit. It should never ever be Kid Rock. No, <laughs> True. Well, However, I, oh, I like uh, personally using the Jim Johnson 
dude, man, walk. <laughs> yeah. You're gonna pay. That, that one's good too. That's pretty good. Yeah. To be honest, though, it's most likely due to the fact that um, Limp Biscuit is a band still with a pulse, whereas Kid Rock is probably gonna take any dollar amount necessary. So I imagine Limp Biscuit is charging a bit um, more. That is also true. Kid Rock right wing media. Songs. Fox News <laughs> contributor. Which is also probably why The Undertaker loves to oh, do that song so much. Oh, that is true. Oh. That is true. The truth hurt me over here. Must we forget? <sighs> um, I'd like to forget. Taker and Stone Cold, from what I heard in a back and forth match, um, he Taker attempted to cheat. Um, Austin also cheated because he hit him with a low blow when Taker you know, Flair was distracted. Apparently, the commentary later on thought Flair was a terrible ref, and the match ends with um, the Undertaker performing a big boot into a chair, which struck Austin and pinning him. But Austin's foot was on the rope, and Flair didn't see it. And Undertaker is your number one contender for whoever wins the WWF Championship, Undisputed Championship tonight. All right. Uh, so I didn't. I did not watch this match. Me neither. Um, so. for, and I only went back to see what theme Taker's like. I'm like, we had so many weird themes. Right. I'm like, and I'm like, I wonder what theme he came out to, and it was it was just rolling. Was Stone Cold uh, with his disturbed version of his theme at this I point? I didn't listen to ah. it. Then, then I'm like Stone Cold, Stone Cold. He doesn't normally have a weird theme. I'm like well, Taker until, until Disturb is there. Taker could be any theme. It's like a roulette brawl. Yeah. Um, but uh, I I did not watch it uh, simply because um, when you told me that we were doing this show, I looked up the the Wikipedia and looked up the the matches and all that, and I saw the time on it. How long? Twenty seven minutes and three seconds. And I'm sorry, you could not pay me. To watch a 27-minute long Undertaker match at 12 in the morning. Can yes. you can you um, check what the star rating on that match was? For me? Um, I can go ahead and give it a look. I mean, so what? It's, it's like Dave Meltzer Backlash 2002 review, basically. Yeah, that, that would be yeah. How to, okay. to look it up. Um, I'm which, looking it up right now. Let's by the see. way, this event did 400,000 pay-per-view buys, which is Internet crazy. database. Obviously, that's, you know. Did, okay, here it is. Oh, I got it. I got it. I got it. I'm looking it up, man. What do you... Man. Okay, you got it. Oh, oh, we're buffering. We're buffering. Watch. We're buffering. Uh, uh, this, uh, this will be the one match that I don't watch, and it's going to be like a, a seven-star classic. <laughs> like, Ooh, you know. two and one-fourth stars. Oh, no. Ouch. I think All you right. made the right decision. However, Kurt Angle and Edge was four and one-fourth. Yeah, it was great. So I that's watched cool. that match. That was awesome. Ooh, you're going to love the WWF Undisputed title uh, match rating because Meltzer was on that I Hate Hogan era, and it's quite hysterical. Minus five stars. We're going to get there when we get there because <laughs> okay. we got to cross through Billy and Chuck first, well, of course. Yeah, but this match, 27 minutes. You would think Triple H was wrestling this at WrestleMania with its length, but no. I did not watch the tag champ- championship match, first of of, of all the ones I was gonna skip, this was gonna be the one. It's five minutes. It's, yeah. Well, because like I, by the time I was running out of time, like this would have been the easiest skipping match. Right. Um, Although um, I will say say this about the uh, the WWF tag scene at the time, um, it is odd that they just kept bouncing Billy Gunn around <laughs> tag partners, yep. like seemingly every like. Year he was good a new hand. One. Yeah. Well, because he had that solo run in like 2001 and it was terrible. Yeah. Because yeah. Road Dog had been fired. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Also, again, I just. My name's Billy. I, w- I want to cite this too. Um, at WrestleMania 18, mixed bag pay per view that it may be, the tag team championship match was a four corners elimination match featuring the teams of the APA, Billy and Chuck, the Dudleys, and the Hardys. And somehow they chose the fourth best tag team. 
That's what, that's what on that card. Chuck won them? Yes. Oh, that's odd. Actually, Good. Billy and Chuck were the champions going in and retained over those four teams. Wait, Are you no. kidding was me? It a four corners elimination. Yes. So he means. Oh my god. They Which outlasted the Dudleys. The Dudleys. Dudleys. <laughs> like, that's so weird, man. And the Hardys. And okay, the APA is old, but Lord have mercy, y'all. Oh, they were still killers yeah, at that yeah. point. It was the APA, man. And again. The Hardys and the Dudleys, who, you know, the previous WrestleMania had the match of the decade, the match of the century, the match of the millennium, whatever the heck you want to say. I, I, anyway. And you I'm also angry. have Billy and Chuck with Rico. Oh, my God. Because he gets into the – he distracts Al Snow, and uh, Snow chased him, and then Chuck hit Maven with a super kick for the win to retain the titles. We're going we're gonna to gloss over that. I think we're going to go to another brief PSA break, and then we'll get into the – Main event of the evening, or the morning, I guess, to say how. We'll see you after these brief messages. Dummy! Yeah! Welcome back to WWE. Yeah! Yeah! Welcome back to WWG on Wigan 91.1 FM. We're going to talk about what a stinker. What a <laughs> terrible, terrible match. I, Alex, you will never get another suggestion ever. No, oh, come on! It's, guys, look here, we... <laughs> In a mad dash, you gotta admit this was a like we came up with something here. It is something. What would we have done? We ju- we just did all of our wrestling discussion oh, for I two know, hours I two know, days ago. I know what we could have done, oh, which Lord. I realized on the bus right here. Why don't me and Cooper just watch Omega Okada again <laughs> and Look, make Alex I, watch it? As as much as I love that, and talk about it for an hour. <laughs> as much as much as I would love that, I think it would be a little presumptuous of us to, to do so so quickly after the two-hour show. The Weagle Day special. Right. Oh, my Lord. Yeah, the, we, the Weagle Oh, Jesus. I'll, I'll stick up for, for Alex. For oh, that. thank you. You're too kind. I, pre- I appreciate your support well, there. Well, we have the Undisputed <laughs> WWF Championship match between Hollywood, Hulk Hogan, Mr. Hoags, and Triple H, both being faces at this time. Oh, I geez. realized that. In the opening promo, which is a very rare time for a early, like an early 2000s Blade to be a face. So and he acts like a heel halfway through the match, by the well, way. Well, yeah. Well, they were saying like the chop block stuff. I mean, that's fine. It was just, what didn't he like hold the ropes or something like that when the ref wasn't looking or something? Yeah. You, um, could, you could tell me that anything happened in this match, and I would do. believe you because <laughs> I, like, my eyes just glazed over, like, probably five minutes in. So yeah. It, also, yeah. um, Jer- uh, Jericho before during this paper you had a promo where he basically complained about Hogan getting a match and him not being on the card that he right. was a champ like a month ago. He comes out to interfere after Hogan hits the big boot and the leg drop, prevents it. Triple H fins him off, so it's like, well, I guess he is a face. And then Taker comes out. <sighs> oh no, no, Triple they have a back and forth. Hogan's little thing. Triple H is a pedigree, goes for the pin. Taker comes out and just beams the ref with a chair. <laughs> Um, (laughs) and then I think he hits, uh, what does he hit him with? Uh, oh, Taker hit him with a chair, uh, and he hit Triple H with a chair too. Yeah, I saw it, Triple H, like, tries to take it as safely as possible, puts his hand, like, right up in front of, like, a whole, like, foot away from his head. Uh, so, uh, I mean, good, good for him for no more CTE trying to skip that brain damage. And then if I'm not mistaken, next in the chronology of this match is maybe the funniest and most blech Hogan ending of all time where Undertaker pulls him on top of, of 
of Triple H, and then Hogan like hulks up and goes, "I'm not doing it that way," and then beats up Undertaker, and then's like, "I'm just gonna hit another leg drop," and then pins him anyway. That is exactly what happens. He he's like, "Oh, I can't, not this way," and hits like three punches on Taker, <laughs> clotheslines him out, just immediately runs up, leg drop, one, two, three. Hogan, I didn't even watch the celebration. I heard the the and I was like, off. Right, right. Turn it off. Let's let's talk about the timeline after this because I. I'd gone back. I mean, this is like the depths of the depths for me of Hogan winning in 2002, looking like a just everything looks bad on his body. Would you like to hear an excerpt from Hogan's book about this? Yes. I oh, would. it's always good. So I'm not going to read the whole thing because there's two parts to it, but most of it's like, oh, Triple H is this, this, this. That doesn't really matter, really, because it's like probably the truth. He says, quote, Vince was saying he wanted me to work with Triple H. I said, sure, I'll put him over. No, he didn't. Anyway, wrestling Triple H was what we had talked about a year earlier. Vince booked the match. Then a week later, he decided he wanted me to beat Triple H and win the belt. I said, fine. The match came up, and once again, the fan reaction was tremendous. For the sixth time, I had won the championship, something I never thought would happen. It's funny. The one guy who didn't believe in Hollywood Hulk Hogan was me. <laughs> what, an, what an overdramatic little brat. I hate him. <laughs> oh, my God. On, on one hand, right? That's obviously egregious, <laughs> <laughs> but I kind of have to respect it at least a little bit. You, just the the gall to do so. That's the thing is like Hogan. Hogan's blatant lying about everything is almost like wow. Right. That's like impressive. Right. It's, yeah. You have to commit to to be <laughs> that dishonest all the time. It's, it, it's go ahead. It's crazy how bad most of his pay per view was, and then how like the highest of moments after after because. I think The Rock what was The Rock gone for at this point. He, um, Scorpion King. Scorpion King, yeah, because The Rock was gone. The next month, Hogan drops about the Taker, and then you have that amazing triple threat between Taker and Angle and The Rock, where The Rock picks up the strap, and then Brock at SummerSlam. It's Rock versus Brock, where Brock beats Rock. Um, that's a mouthful. Um, and then you have the Hollywood um, Rock gimmick. Um, immediately after that, because he was like, the fans turned on me. So, like, even though we were in, like, the my seventh circle of down there, um, I, it very quickly came back. I just want to go watch that triple threat after. I'm like, I could be watching this triple threat right now. That's what I'm thinking. Look, man, I, tr- I, I, I Googled important wrestling moments to happen on April 21st, and this is the best thing I had. I'm to sorry. To be fair, I'm, I'm very glad I watched this so I could finally, like, have that image burned in my mind of Hogan having the Undisputed title so I can, like, okay, that did actually happen. I, I will say, um, look, I, I I understand, like, yes, he's a million years old. Yes, he's broken down. Yes, he cannot wrestle his way out of a paper bag. Yes, the leg uh, drop sucks. Yeah. Um, but I can understand from a booking standpoint why you would make this decision because you have so much momentum with him. And it is so clear that, like, you know, this is 2002. So, like, we the the average uh, wrestling fan watching TV or or attending these shows even probably does not know about most of the the horrible things that Hogan does backstage or yeah. the horrible person that he is uh, seems to to be in in his personal life. Um, so I so there is still that aura 
of you know the pure like Superman of wrestling, especially for those know. WWF fans. Right, right, absolutely. And watch WCW, so they didn't see the figure book. Yeah, but. yeah. Um, so I mean, I, I I get it to a degree. Um, it's it's not as you know uh, blatantly uh, you know horrible in in my opinion. It's, it's still fun. bad. It's a bad decision, but yeah. I mean, it, I, I'm sure it, it made sense at the time. I mean, yeah. That's the thing is like. People loved him. Like, I mean, people were obsessed with his return. Hey, man, in wrestling, sometimes if you just have a weird enough face, you can, like, be the most loved human being in the world. Exactly. And they also, you know, were. Tr- I think they were kind of trying to get out of the fact that, you know, you look at Mania 18, a lot, lot, lot of good came out of that in, in certain aspects. The Hogan-Rock match is, the main of, is basically the main event, even though it wasn't. And then the Jericho Triple H match did not go as planned, of course, because they wrote that feud into a horrible, horrible way. So I think they were trying to get the belt off of Triple H and then turn him heel, which happens later on. Because then, um, basically, by the end of the year, he basically uh, still I takes him down. Think... <laughs> Sorry, no. Look, okay, I apologize, but that his promos were basically like, yeah, hey, yes, but no we do not story. allude to that. Sorry, oh, sorry. I apologize. I'm good. just, I'm just saying that that's how the promos went, and that's the kind of heel they wanted him to be again, and that's the heel that he was. Well, they got rid of his that's face. That's the turns. best version of Triple H. It was also like, whoa, whoa. No, no, no. let's, let's change. Well, well, not, not <laughs> that. I mean, like heel Triple H is the best. Ver- you, that, that's I when mean, he does. Yeah, generally generally speaking, heel is better than his face. Yes, that is what I was trying to but say. But again, they were Let trying me to make clear him, the record. They, they were trying to make him that nuclear heel, and they did when they had those crazy promos with Booker, which I was referring to, where he said, "Well, you're." Oh, oh, uh, we, we, that's know, we know about it. the that's promos. Just saying, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Yeah. Well, you know that was a ball, as RJ said. He said <laughs> it also was one and one fourth stars. Okay. Uh, that, which actually was the sixth lowest match in the card because it was at above Scott Hall and Bradshaw, which was a fourth of a star. Jazz and Tristas was 1.5. Brock Lesnar and Jeff Hardy was also 1.5. What so, about Eddie uh, Van Dam? Eddie and Van Dam was 3.25. Again, the highest, oh, that, that the highest match in like the card four. was... Come on now, Dave. Well, it's because yeah. Dave at this point... If it was in the Tokyo hates, Dome. <laughs> right. You know, yeah. Hates everything WWE-related. Always, yeah, I mean, always give it three stars. Yeah, always three. It was a good match. I can see if I can find his card for WrestleMania 18. I, I want to see what he though. rated Punk and Mysterio versus Eddie and like the independents if he rated that. Oh, I, I don't know. Show might, the difference. might not even have been on his radar at the time. But um, I think that will be it for us here. Turn down the outro a little bit. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to WWE on Blue 91.1 FM. If you want more of this show, you can listen on your podcast player of choice. You got like 21 episodes in the bank. You can also listen every Wednesday night at 9 p.m. I think we'll have our last episode of the semester next week. Don't know what the grand finale is going to be, but we'll figure it out. Um, oh, well, GCW probably. Right. <laughs> Watch it tonight. Watch it tonight. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll get the, the pay per view. Give it. Um, but, Alex, you have anything you want to say? Uh, yeah, I don't think Meltzer gave a single match on the WrestleMania 18 card more than three stars, so he was on the hate train at this Papa time. Papa Dave. What about you, Mr. Cooper? Uh, I hope you all liked listening to the champ talk at 8 in the morning, because it ain't happening again. I ain't getting up that early. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you for listening. We will see you guys later. Peace.